Hi, my name is Steve Hogel. My definition of relentless is the iron will to get something you want. And that comes with some asterisks on it because hopefully what you want to get is good and worthy and serves the community as a whole. Two, there's never any perfect definition of what you want because it's always compromised or qualified in some fashion. That's life. That's just life. And um, the last thing I want to say on that front is that doesn't mean you need to have a lot of bravado and be over the top, loud. You can just have that inner strength that serves you and your community well. Welcome to the Relentless Podcast, and you are going to want to listen to Mr. Steve Hogel, today's guest. This guy is so positive. He has this pursuit of happiness that is off the charts, and I know you're going to love listening to what he has to say. I'm very excited to introduce uh, what I'm going to call an Edmonton legend. Oh, my goodness. An Edmonton legend. Time out. Time out. End it there. Of Steve. Start over. Steve Hogel is here on the Relentless Podcast. Thanks for joining us, Steve. Oh, my goodness. I love being with you, so it's all good. Absolutely. You You don't think you're a legend? No. No, absolutely not. There's some people. Like, I mean, there's very few legends around. I had my... Terry Fox shirt on the other day, and a uh, that's a legend. That's you a know, legend. like I mean, a legend gets tossed around like nobody's business. You're a legend to me. Uh, and full disclosure: Steve and I have known each other since nine. I'm trying to think. Nineteen. <laughs> I think it's 1997. Is when you we were first in met. Red Deer well, with your wife and David Awas. Well, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but the reason we met and the reason why why Steve's a legend to me personally is because you actually gave my wife uh, her first job in media and really only her her one of two jobs in media. And because of you, uh, we were able to, you know, pay our mortgage and pay well, things. And so, so, so thank this you. This is the payback. Finally, yes. finally, I get it. You yeah. know, and I get my a cup of water with it. That's, yeah. that's very nice. I get a little bit of uh, aftermath of your smoke break. That's yeah. very generous as well. Yeah, but it's just uh, whiffing over you. Okay, so for your wife, right? Because we this isn't hired about her. her out out of Nate, and yeah. but but this, you know, with with quality people. With Jawsy and others, you always try to find a way to make things work. Right. You know, and I remember you guys were having kids and she was going to go be a mom at home, which is totally understandable and very noble. Uh, but is there a way that you can make it work where you've got the kids and, and we can still have her as well for a little smaller chunk of time? Yeah. But with quality people, you try to find ways to make things work. Yeah. So you can continue on in, in the professional relationship as well as the personal relationship. This is why we're going to talk to you about what I'm going to what I'm going to say is relational leadership. Uh, let's give a little bit of background, Steve, on you, uh, where you come from, uh, and kind of your journey career-wise. Um, you know, let's not go too too long on your hockey career because I know you love to talk <laughs> about it. Uh, but you're you're Edmonton born and bred. 
you come from a, I'm going to call it a, uh, and I will actually say this, and you can deny it if you want, a legendary broadcasting family yeah. in this My city. My dad, for sure. Yeah. And, and But one correction, Trail, BC, oh, born. Were you born Home in Trail? Home of the Smokies. I didn't 1959 know that. 1959 world champs, absolutely. Okay, I did not know that you were, so that's bad research. I, the Wikipedia page was wrong. Unbelievable. Get yeah. that edited now. Yeah. But, you know, and then from Trail, uh, toddler time in Saskatoon and then to Edmonton for most of my life and yeah. absolutely love the city and driving around always amazed at it and what it has to offer us Steve the most positive one of the most positive humans I've ever met um, you grew up in Edmonton essentially played hockey here Went to school in the States, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the mighty uh, U of I fighting Illini, University of Illinois. So went for one glorious year. Went down with Don Fowles, Ace Brimacombe, God rest his soul, Kevin Zimmel, Vince Twork, and uh, John Katrinko, I think, was our last wheel. Okay. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a small group of us and uh, joined some guys from BC and Ontario and had a grand time down there. Yeah, and then came, w and came back here. And got like got into broadcasting right away. Went to or? Nate and then left Nate to join the Camrose Canadian Award-winning weekly newspaper and CKRD and Red Deer, and then to Edmonton on the graveyard shift. And uh, and then from there, if you want to finish the career page, uh, John McDougall said, "Come work for me at the Alberta Research Council." And I went there, and John went to the National Research Council. Uh, the Oilers, some friends there said, come work on the Wiener Project. And then the Priestners, who own Go Auto, said, we're buying the blades. How married are you to the Oilers? And I said, uh, well, I signed up to get the Arena Project done, help get it done. Yeah. And it got done. And uh, I went to Saskatoon with Kathy for six years and then came back, uh, stint at Hockey Edmonton. And then Randy said, come down to the ballpark and help me run the... The Riverhawks. Okay, thanks. Yeah, for, there th you go. Hey, thanks Reader's for being. Readers' Digest. Yep, thanks for being on the podcast. Yep, next pleasure. time, next time on the Relentless Podcast, <laughs> our guest will be. Okay, so you just ran through uh, your entire career in 37 seconds. Yeah, that's all we need. That's all we need. You are a humble guy. You don't want to talk about yourself. Uh, uh, you probably don't even want to be on this podcast, <laughs> but I'm making you because, again, full disclosure, we've known each other forever. We're good friends. Uh, you're actually on the board of directors of You Can Use Services, who, who I'm the executive director there. Um, so I think maybe you felt obligated to be on this podcast. But... Let's go back very quickly. See, how long were you at CFRN slash CTV? Twenty-seven years. Twenty-seven yeah. years. Yeah. Um, Long and proud history of nepotism at CTV. That's CFRN. right. Absolutely. Wow. My grandpa was the first news director there, and then he died, and my dad came in. And then he was news director, and I came in on the overnight radio was my first job at CFRN. So yeah. obviously open the door, but hopefully you've got the chops to be able to do the job after that. So, yeah, yeah. And then I ultimately was running the newsroom as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, essentially for us, for our family, the Dubay family, that's, you know, we met you when my wife was, was uh, a young graduate out of Nate. Uh, you believed in her. Uh, you brought her on. A little over halfway through her practicum, you hired her. Uh, we moved to Red Deer, uh, but this isn't about her, so we, we don't get into her career. We ended up coming back. You continued to believe. She blossomed there, and you and I, because of you being a relational leader, uh, you get to know your staff on a very personal level. You get to, to befriend them. You get to do this. 
in doing that, some of the staff, and because me, I'm relational, you and I became friends and, and whatnot. Um, Steve, and before we get into your relational leadership stuff, do you remember how you once made me... Um, <laughs> Uh, you didn't make me, but essentially what I mean by made me is you have turned me into an international correspondent. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. I I do believe you're on one of your sojourns into Ireland. Into Northern, Northern Ireland. Northern yeah. Ireland. And, and uh, you know, me always, there's stories everywhere. You know, everybody's got a story, they say, and, and they are everywhere. And Theo Fleury was over there playing hockey. Yeah. And it's like, oh my goodness, what a crazy story. He's over there playing for Belfast. For the Belfast Giants. In the British Elite League. And it's like, oh, what a great yarn. You're there anyways. Like, go have a chat with them. It's, you know, like, I mean, mm -hmm. just have a conversation with them. Yeah. We, we can massage it and, and find the storyline back here, but you'll talk to them endlessly and uh, so that the gauntlet down. So that's, your, that's the way you saw it. The way I saw it was Jeanette came home uh, and said, I told Steve that you're going to Belfast again for work. Uh, I, was, I would take youth over there, this exchange program thing we would do. And he said, oh, tell Kyle to call me. I think he should do a story on Theo Fleury because he's playing for the Belfast Giants. And, and I didn't understand, what, didn't understand what you meant. Like, what do you mean do a story? And then when I talked to you, you said, well, yeah, just do a story for us. Like, I'll, I'll pay to get a local camera guy in. And the, I said, but Steve, I'm not a reporter. Uh, like, I'm a youth work guy. Like, you said, that doesn't matter. Just, and you just had this optimistic, we'll make it work. Just go. And then I said, don't pay for anything. Don't pay for some freelance guy. We ended up, there was the organization I worked with there, had actually incredible equipment, and they had a whole media department. We did this. You set it up, hung out with Theo, did this story, brought it back. You uh, you guys did all that you do, the massaging and all, everything to make it this and that, and it ended up being on Canada AM on a Saturday. Amazing. National news Amazing. story. There you go. And then I, to this day, tease my wife because uh, I always say, like, she was never an international correspondent like exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah. And that is, you know, you, 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 you see something you want, uh, you find a way to make it happen, yeah. you know? And it was funny because... Glenn, your producer here, talked to me about the definition of relentless because that sort of fits into that. And he said, oh, you know what? We're going to ask you about the definition of relentless. And then you're doing this reflecting and, and thinking about it. And I thought, you know, maybe for me, it boils down to an iron will to get what you want. Right. And that comes with a couple <clears throat> asterisks on it because I thought, well, one, hopefully you're doing the right things and, and going after good things. Yeah. But two, you never get exactly what you want. I yeah. mean, perfection, there's no such thing. You know, you can go out aspiring to that, uh, but you're, you're always a little bit compromised in the process. And that's life. Yeah. That's life. It's all good. You know, like, I mean, and you learn in the process yeah. and, and you get better next time out. Every time I'm around you, like at this exact second, I, I'm smiling. Because just your outlook on everything <laughs> is high energy. Too, too sugary. Sorry, I'll, I'll no, take it down it's, a notch. No, it's not too sugary because here's the thing. This is the thing about you. And I hope people that are listening, honestly, like when, when we think of today's episode or, or this episode of the podcast um, and, and about being relentless, this to, I just hope people listen to this conversation and they smile and they go, who the frick is this guy? He's a, 
happiest sugar coating. But this is authentic. This is who you are. Wow. Now, if I talk to your wife, she'd probably say you're grumpy sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody has ups and downs. Hundred percent. You right. know, and 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 uh, you know, like yeah, I'm, I I I choose happiness. I I choose to see the good in people. I I, I like positive. Um, but hey, we all deal with ups and downs in life for mm-hmm. sure. You know, mm-hmm. so. Um, you know, you, you, you try to find uh, silver linings and you, and you, you uh, generally see good and opportunity. And, and you know, I've I'm, I'm been so fortunate in my life, you know, with what I've been offered and, and, and afforded. And so I'm very grateful for all of that. And, um, and, and you mentioned uh, Jeanette earlier, and, and she's the kind of person that I surrounded myself in my whole life. I've, I've made a, a very very nice living work, very fulfilling work life and personal life by surrounding myself with great people, you know, and, and, uh, and, and on the home front with my wife, you know, yeah. and she's the rock, you know. Yeah. So you surround yourself with good people and have that awareness to realize where you have shortcomings and get people around you that can address those shortcomings, you're halfway home. I was, I was looking at you guys before I came up and I'm like, dude, there must be money in dirt because you guys look nice. Hey folks, do you like to laugh? Who doesn't like to laugh? The You Can Comedy Nights are a ton of fun. And do they ever make you laugh? Listen, our next You Can Comedy Nights happen in March 2023. If you want all the details on how you can support our incredible organization, You Can Use Services, go to our website for more details. That is at youcancomedy.ca. And you can find out all about our shows, our comedians, who's coming in, and all the ways that you can come out and support us. We look forward to having you there. And uh, why don't you come and have some laughs supporting the serious work that we do at You Can Use Services. And now, back to the show. I've said relational leadership a couple times. Let's talk about it. I've, I've talked to a, a couple of people, and not just my wife, uh, who have worked I will say for you, you're going to say with you, and I think that's a great attitude. Yeah, always. Um, and they use words like fair. They use words like expectations. Um, but they also mostly say things like team, family, um, relationship, uh, empathy, uh, encouragement, all these types of, of, of words that describe the way you are as a leader, but, but to me it describes your character and who you are as a person. Those things that they're talking about to me when it comes to leadership, um, surround yourself with good people or not. You're always going to have some duds, Steve. You know this as sure, well as I do. Sure. They talked so highly with, uh, about your ability to create team, which to me is your ability to create community, which I know is very important to you. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about why you think, and we can go kind of micro, macro, you know, you can talk about your family, you can talk about work. Why is this important to you that people are a community and that they work together as a team? Yeah, I I think it just always gets back to that greater good, you know, and, and, you know, when you talk about the individual, um, you you try to... uh, surround yourself with great people for sure and i i I want to clarify and make sure people understand that's not just the skills that that's the character not just the skills for the job 
uh, but the character that they use. And and you know what? And if there's some shortcomings in the skill set, but they're an outstanding person, we can we can teach that skill set. They can learn it. Um, you know. So so you're 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 all the way to the finish line almost with with those kinds of people. And then. Collectively, um, you look for that greater good, and, and you know you always look to to uh, serve others. And you know, in that broadcast business, we we served our viewers, our listeners, our readers. And uh, today, down at the ballpark, we serve our fans. Uh, we serve partners as well, of course. Um, but I mean, you you are always trying to put yourself in their position, and 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 give them uh, what they're looking for but maybe also some things that they might not think about and, and that might even help them grow and us grow as a community. So much of it's about development, right? And, and, f- and looking at uh, what people bring to the table within the work world yep. and, and what, you know, I mean, to use a hockey analogy that's been used a million times, you can't win a Stanley Cup with just Wayne Gretzky. You got to have a Mark Messier, a Paul Coffey, right. a, uh, a, a guest we're bringing on soon, a, a Randy Gregg, a Dr. Randy Gregg. You have to have all these people, but they bring different things. For and, sure. And you have to be able to, to you know, foster that and, and, and encourage that and help grow and develop that. One of the things, though, too, is that it's not just about being happy nice positive guy like you have yep. to have expectations on people for sure for sure and, and i think when you mentioned like winning a stanley cup uh y- you don't want to start out with that purpose you know and and uh you know uh randy randy's got his fingerprints on everything down at the ballpark uh i'm focused more on the business community side um but on each side you know you you I don't believe you want to start with that championship trophy in your sights. And on the business community side, I don't think you want to start with, we want to make this much money. You know, Bill Walsh, Walsh, the old San Francisco 49er NFL coach, he always talked about the score takes care of itself. If you practice the right way, if you play the right way, the score takes care of itself. You'll, and he's got Super Bowls to back it up. Right. And, and I believe the same thing. You know, in your in your business and your community endeavors, you go about things properly, and the profits take care of themselves. And and we've been very blessed and very fortunate with the way that we were received down at the ballpark. Um, you know, but I think that's a reflection too of the way we do things and and not being preoccupied with that dollar figure at the end of the day. Community building uh, sounds daunting. Sounds like this massive task sounds uh, overwhelming at times. And truthfully, even in 2022, whenever we do live in a world that there is, in my opinion, more division than I ever thought would be, you know, in my 20s, I would have never thought in my late 40s that the world would be this there, this much division happening. Yeah, um, possibly in a worse place in that possibly, regard, for sure. Possibly, and, and I would, you know, uh, so for me... Um, when I think of community building, I actually think that there's simple things we can do. And I actually think that you're a kind of guy who looks at little different things that we can do for people to build community. Um, you're, you're a hockey guy. You're a sports guy. You know, you love sports. Yeah, enjoy sports. You, oh boy, enjoy arts and culture. Uh, sure. You know, that, that holistic approach to life for sure. sure. But I know that when you were at Hockey Edmonton, you guys did some really cool stuff around bringing... Kids that maybe weren't able to 
afford hockey or kids that weren't able to do hockey. Talk a little bit about that because that to me is community building. Yeah, that, that and that's an MO in my in my life in, in uh, all the, the careers that I've had. But at Hockey Edmonton, we started the Youth Outdoor Hockey League. And again, uh, finding great people in the communities of places like Eastland or Eastwood. Um, you know, and, and getting kids, finding a way to make it easy for kids to get to the rink to try hockey, you know. And, and hand in hand with that comes nutrition because odds are they, they haven't had a whole lot to eat that day. So, you know, trying to work with people on the front lines who, who know it and you respect that and you garner information from that and then be able to, to address those kinds of issues. Um, but to have, have that come alive, you know, and another one that we did was with the Rage Hockey Team, you know, for the LGBTQ plus community. And, and we did that down at the ballpark as well. And, uh, you know, these are, are, are folks that haven't felt a part of things in some cases, you know, and, and you know, I try to put myself in their place, but I can't because, you know, I, I haven't been there myself, so, um, but I can certainly empathize with them. And, and see where they're coming from. So um, you want to try to be there and try to help and do what you can to, to help those communities that are disadvantaged for a variety of reasons. Yeah. I, I love your outlook on it. And, and it's this concept of bringing people together. People matter. Everybody matters. Yeah, for sure. Right. You know, like like one of our, we had so much fun down at the ballpark last season. And, yeah. you know, uh, when we're talking about this, I'm thinking about our, our strikeout hate game where we worked with that uh, lgbtq plus community again and uh pride tape and, and people like that and we had drag queens dancing on dugouts <laughs> it was just awesome. craziness it was so much fun and sure enough you know we get one email saying from one person out of three thousand you know what are you doing my my kids are in the stands and it's like are you kidding me you know so it's like time out here you know, let, let, let's just take this take this uh, retreat for a second. Think about this and and uh, get back to this person because one, if you're stuck in that thinking, we don't need fans like that because the message to the community with these drag queens dancing on dugouts is everybody's welcome down yeah. here, and that's what we want at the ballpark. Inclusive. It is inclusive, and everybody comes down there. And my wife said it was funny. Kathy said uh, she said I don't know if it was that strikeout hate game or or just the way you guys roll or what, but. Uh, that LGBTQ plus community was there like game in, game out. It's like, God bless them, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, and, and they contributed to the fun and, and took the fun to a new level. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. Totally. Right. And again, it's about being inclusive. Yeah. I know that um, from what I've heard, uh, you as a boss uh, are inclusive. Um, you know, different things that were said about you where it didn't matter if you were the six o'clock anchor, uh, you know, the face of literally the face or, uh, of the, of the, 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 the news channel, or if you were the, the student coming in from Nate, uh, you knew everybody's name. You wanted to build relationship with everybody and have everybody in that building, in that room feel important. Yeah, and I think obviously knowing more than just their name and knowing about them and, right. and their lot in life and in terms of, you know, the family and, and their upbringing and where are they from. And, you know, you, you show a genuine interest in people. You'll always find common ground to talk and it just strengthens the relationship, you know. And 
Um, that combined with like at, at uh, CTV, you know, I'd done pretty well every position in the in the building. Um, so you could lean on people uh, with reasonable expectations. If yeah. you're asking them to do something, you knew it was doable, um, wouldn't always work out, but you know, you could go after it. Um, but you could make reasonable asks of people. Uh, can we do this, this and this? So, um, and then also because you've got that, that personal relationship and not just a professional relationship, you can have candid conversations, you know, and, and uh, whether they can't do it for whatever reason is, is just uh, a more wholesome relationship for sure. That, it's interesting what you just said about those, those candid conversations. Uh, some might call them tough conversations, hard conversations, honest conversations within a workplace. I actually believe that, that um, if you if you have this relationship with people uh those conversations are actually easier to have much easier to have and that's this relational aspect that i'm talking about which i think is so important um you know uh, i did i mention this in, did i already say this in the beginning about how somebody said if they when they work for you if if you know if you came and said to them oh great job they just thought oh my god steve told me it was a great job like it was a big deal and then if you did have one of those candid conversations it was almost like oh my god i've disappointed steve and it, you never came off like you know being mean or this or that but it was they just they want to follow you and that to me is is the sign of a of a leader that people want to follow where they're they feel like if they don't want to disappoint you Right. Well, and, and, and follow me. It's, it's like we, we walk together kind of thing, yeah. you know, as a, as a collective. But I think, you know, in a perfect world, you, you lay out clear expectations and you're on the same page. But I mean, I don't want to sugarcoat it and pretend it was always perfect because you could have those kind of conversations and they could say, Hochul, you didn't tell me that or I didn't know that and bad on me, you know. Right. So, but I mean, it, it's, it's got to work both ways. And, you know, like, I mean, you can, you can say, hey, we dropped the ball here and here's why I think why. And, and they're like, well, you know what, I didn't know this or I didn't have that. And it's got to work both ways. And, and it's a shared responsibility for yeah. sure, you know. And, and, yeah, you don't want to toss people under the bus. You want to be there together and um, together celebrate achievements and, and together share disappointment for sure. Yeah. Let's talk Riverhawks. This is your, Hawks. Yes, this is your newest gig? Yeah, yeah. I I'm about as far away from a poster boy for career planning as you can get. <laughs> you know, it's like, what are you doing now? It's like, oh, down at the ballpark. No, you, you know, know what you so. are? You are what's happening in the world of employment. I mean, we run so much youth employment programs. Uh, a, a, a thing that, that our kids and, and the younger generations are going to go through is actually having more than just one career. Right, I was ahead of the curve. You're ahead of the trailblazer. curve. Right, exactly. you yeah. started it. Yeah, you exactly. Because right. you're. You see what Hogel's doing now? He's got right. another job. I like that. I think a it's couple great. of years, you know? So. I think it's great. So, talk to us about the Riverhawks. What are you doing there? How did that all come to fruition? Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Like, Randy Gregg, uh, absolute gem of a, a guy, he gathered almost 30 uh, investors together, and some big, some small, and, uh, but all sharing the same principles in terms of that community mindedness that we've been talking about. So, pulled that together and. Uh, Ryan, his son, was down there running the ballpark. He was the only full-time guy down there. Um, you know, as the season was inching closer and Randy was uh, looking for a general manager and he kept circling back to me, you know, and 
um, he said, come on, come on down and, and uh, help us launch with the Riverhawks. And, you know, with his values, it's an easy yes. You know, with his community first approach to things um, and all the people down there have been absolutely splendid to, to deal with. So, so it was a long way of saying yes, jumped on board late in the process, thus all this gray hair. <laughs> but we had so much fun down there got there a couple months before the season and we're trying to juggle all these crazy theme nights that we're planning, trying to get people on to actually execute these theme nights, build a baseball team. And, and the baseball, as I mentioned earlier, is, is the bailiwick of the baseball guys, as it should be. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was a crazy, hectic uh, few months and uh, we came up for air and, and uh, absolutely blown away by the reception that we were given. And now we're planning all sorts of different things. We, we always talk about it being a park for the people, the people's park. And it is, you know, it's not my park, your park, Randy's park. Um, it's not the city's park. We believe that it's a park of all the people. And so how can we get more people using it? Well, we had 168 activations when we didn't have a baseball season due to the pandemic. Everything from bar mitzvahs to uh, bachelor parties and everything in between. So... Uh, it, it, it's been a crazy ride and it's just the start of it. You know, we're trying to also educate people in terms of what the Riverhawks were all about. And that process is still going. And now we're looking to build upon what we did and uh, make it even better and even more memorable. And uh, I think there's a lot more excitement already and over to us to make it that much better down at the park. Yeah, I think that... Uh uh, even even you guys' social media presence uh, was was quite awesome. Like like you guys got the message out fairly well for the first year of playing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but and I can again, just see it getting sorry bigger. Sorry to interrupt again. Surrounding myself with experts because I've got the awareness. I'm not an expert in that field. So Kylie Quinn and Maddie Murdoch are knocking it out of the park on social and uh, helping us make a name for ourselves. I talked to you uh, and not I, you know we're here to pump pump well we're here to pump your tires which you're not interested in and um i you know bring i hope bring a little bit of attention if we have some listeners uh to the river hawks but i talked to you about those savannah bananas yeah and yeah. and through social media that's where i saw this baseball team down in savannah georgia we don't need to talk a lot about them but I was I I'm I'm just enthralled by them. Like oh I, my I, I I watch everything that I see. I have to go and I have to watch it because yeah. it's just this craziness. It's but this it to me it's joyous. Oh, so much fun! It's fun. so much fun, and and you know they've taken uh, taken the baseball game and turned it on its head with their own set of rules and uh, called banana ball, and and it was so successful they now quit the league that they were in and them and the party animals go on tour, and so people are like, oh, you got to it's, it's like the Harlem Globetrotters, yeah, exactly, and the old New York Generals, wow, and um, it was. Uh, uh, people are like, oh, you got to get the Savannah Bananas up here. And it's like, we've tried. We, they are in such a good bargaining position um, that, that they can ask for this, this, and this. And it's like, oh, we're not there yet. And I told right. them because they go on this international uh, tour. You know? And I said, you guys got to cross the 49th to be international. You're yeah. just in the U.S. So they were keen to come up. And we were the first market from Canada that expressed an interest. Um, but we couldn't make it work for their first uh, expanded tour, so hopefully we can make it happen uh, moving forward because it would be a blast. It would be, and and you're right, it, and it and it's just fun, regardless if you bring them up or not. I think what you, this is what my take on what you guys are doing. Uh, 
probably completely wrong. Uh, you guys are trying to really you're, you're bringing you you have brought professional baseball back to Edmonton uh, to the ballpark, which is just. To me, I'm so glad that that building is being utilized. Oh, it's, it's a great building. Iconic building. Unbelievable totally. location. Yeah. All that stuff. And, um, but I think what you guys are trying to do is, is the baseball is the baseball, right? But it's that experience that you want to give people. Right. And that's, I love that. And, yeah. I, and, and I also think that you guys are doing it in a way, I'm assuming, where it's, it's, it's not as expensive as some of the other things that you're no, going to go to. No, I mean, the two biggest things that we hear are it's tons of fun and it's really affordable. Yeah. And, you know, those baseball people will be there for us game in, game out. God bless them. Yeah. And you want to take care of them and serve them and get them what they need. But the real MO is how do you appeal to people on the periphery and get them part of this? So get them down to experience a, st- a strikeout hate night and things like that. So... I had a group of Concordia University students uh, come in the other day and they said, okay, what separates you guys from the Elks and the Oilers and this and that? And I said, I, I said, one difference that I see is, you know, they're very results oriented, very results focused, and we are experience focused. And, right. and it's come down and really, like I said, you know, we've got this beautiful ballpark. We've got these theme nights. We've got these community causes. We team up with charities. And what are we doing? At the end of the day, we're trying to build community yeah. and make help make Edmonton an even greater place to live, work, and play. Right. So it, it all goes back to community building. Yes. Right? Yes, exactly. Which, which uh, sports, uh, these types of experiences can help build community, especially after a pandemic. Bringing yes. people together. Yeah, absolutely. And that was the one one other trump card that we had is we were outside. Right. You know, and so people were really anxious to get together and have a beer and shoot the breeze and catch up. Uh, and you get to do it in the outdoors. So for some people, it just amps up that safety factor. Right. Which is totally cool. Stephen. Kyle Dubay. <laughs> as I like to call you. Stephen J. time to time. I'm in trouble. Stephen J. Um, I have all this whole, all this stuff written down Probably about you. Probably didn't touch on any of it. Didn't touch, well, because you <laughs> don't stop talking. Um, <laughs> we can joke this way because we're, I don't want people to think that I was being rude to you there. Not at all. No. Not at all. If we, I was saying before we started, if we can't have the odd barb back and forth, come on. Let come me, on. let me tell one, one little Steve Hogle story. And I don't know if, if you'll remember this or not. Uh, there, um, there are a lot of bad ones out there as a wild child. So no, this be isn't, careful. this isn't, but when you were young, <laughs> I didn't know when you were, I didn't know you in the thirties, but yeah. like it's <laughs> nice, nice. My, uh, one of my boys was playing hockey in Saskatoon, and this is, was during your time with the Blades, <clears throat> which we didn't even get into that. Right. I, mean, I just think it's so cool that you just were like, sure, I'll go be the president of a WHL <laughs> hockey franchise for six years and run it and make it awesome. You, you sort of look at the opportunity and measure up uh, the magnitude of the challenge, which is part of the allure. Look at your own skill set. It's like, yeah, I think, I think we can take a run at that. You know? I, but see, that to me is, again, I'm smiling because Steve Hogle, you're just like, yeah, let's take a run at it. Sure, yeah. let's try. Like, you'll try anything. And just as importantly, Kathy says, let's do right. it. You know, and she's right. right. Well, you well. can't do everything you're doing without Kathy. Right, right. right. She is uh, unbelievable. Yeah. And, and just talk about community builder and, and right. family focused. Educator. Yeah. Like just, and just a beautiful human being. Um, but let's uh, totally well, sidetrack. Uh, just yes. sorry. Well, we can start talking about our wives and then look out because <laughs> they are the, 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 the better parts of us. Um, I'm going to Saskatoon, send you a quick message. Uh, I don't even know how old 
uh, my son was at the time. Probably, um, well, maybe it was a bantam tournament. Maybe it was a PB tournament. I forget. And, hey, do you want to get together? I just thought, let's get together for a coffee or something. And you're like, well, what time does he play? And, like, all you wanted to do was come and watch the kids play hockey. I'll talk to you, Kyle, yeah. but I want to watch the kids play hockey. The the only game that you could get to was like a 7, I think it was a 7 a.m. game on the Saturday or the whatever it was. So it's the early gross o'clock game. You show up, high energy as per usual. I mean, you know, if you're not watching this on the old YouTube channel there, uh, Steve stands the entire time while this fat diabetic mess <laughs> sits. You have so much energy. You show up, you're fired up. Uh there's two parts of this story that I think are cool. One, you're like, check this out. And you are wearing a Star Wars jersey for the Saskatoon, Saskatoon Blades. And I'm like, what is that? And you're explaining it all to me because you, again, community building, thought let's have a Star Wars night. And then weren't you like, you guys were like the first ones to to, oh my goodness! Like, tell that we, story. Were, we weren't the first to do it, but um, you know, it's like we want to do a pop culture thing. We want to try a Star Wars night, so you know, we're going through all the uh, jumping over the uh, various barriers we have to do, and reaching out dealt with Lucasfilm. Well, and then you get the permission on letterhead from Lucasfilm land on your desk. It's like that's pretty cool, yeah. you know, like dealing with those guys. And they were unbelievable to deal with. They said. As long as the, the profits from the jersey auction, we need to approve the art, and you can't profit. It's got to go to a charity. So it yeah. went to Lori O'Connor and the Saskatoon Food Bank. And, um, and, uh, and would they need five jerseys for their archives. Like, nothing. It's like, yeah. thank you. you know? So anyways, we push this out. Well, we push it out, and we land not only all over the continent on these hockey markets and, and bar down and all these crazies. We're in hockey communities in Europe and, and even Asia. And it's like, oh, my goodness. It just got life of its own. Biggest night we had in seven years that was unreal and so much fun. And the team around us, uh, you know, the guys built graphics and then yeah. we had all the, the uh, uh, video clips and whatnot. And we had the characters on the concourse and it's just crazy. We raised a ton of money for the food bank so it just yeah it was one for the memory banks and that that jersey i've got one and uh um yeah just real cool to see all these various groups um you know somebody like the food bank working on the front lines and lucasfilm which is making a gazillion dollars with their movies you know come together for sure. the same cause you know those less fortunate steve hogel bringing people together building communities macro micro Raising money for all these chairs, doing all this stuff. I mean, that's one story of probably a thousand that you've been involved with, if not more. But the second part of that story, which to me speaks even more to the character of who you are, is that you made sure you stood in, a, in I call it know-it-all corner in a hockey rink where all the, the know-it-all dads stand. I was one of them. Uh, and you made sure that you said hi to every single, you didn't know anybody, said hi to every single person. How you doing? Good to see you. What's happening? You know, you're wearing this jersey over your jacket. It's a conversation starter. But that, to me, isn't even the best part. We then went, and you intentionally stood by the gate. I don't even know if you remember this. You stood by the gate where all those kids came off, and you high-fived every single kid 
and told them, good game, way to go. And with my kid, because you you know paid probably a little more attention to him, I don't even remember what she said. It was specific things to his game. And and you know, you know what, maybe you're going to be a Saskatoon Blade one day. And like, you know, it was, and his face lit up. And, and, and that to me is who you are as a human being. And that to me is what makes you so special. And, and I know you don't want to hear any of this. What makes you such a good just a good human. Well, and, you're too kind. And I'm thankful to have you in my life. I'm thankful that you're on our board of directors. I'm thankful that you live in our community. I'm thankful that you've done everything you've done in all these different areas of, of your work, the communities you've been in. Um, well, you're too kind, but I want to quickly say before you wrap up, like those kids on the ice, they're the great reminders of the joy of why we play that game. You know, and, and, and that gets lost as people grow up, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, like, like just, just do things that are in the best interests of the kids and not just one kid or, 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 or the star, star kid for that, that collective again, All of them. you know, so, so, and, and it's, and it's not just sports, it's, it's arts and, and, and even on the home front, you just look at those kids and their, their unbridled joy and their genuine excitement at things we just take for granted. And it's just wonderful reminders of how to roll. I'm lucky to know you. We end uh, our, our uh, podcast, we try to, with an inspirational quote that we, we give nobody credit for their quotes. Uh, we just say things. So today, what we have written down is, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Doubt kills more dreams and failure ever will love it love it you know because you can always wait like this loops back to one of the things i said at the very start in terms of trying things and and aiming for perfection but never realizing it because that's life um you know you can always wait for something to be perfect before you push it out before you try it and you can always find a reason not to do it 100 percent. it's like you know what push it out Get it mm-hmm. done. Let, let's start doing it and massaging it, and you know, and and like at the ballpark, you know, June six is bearing down down on us. Our home opener, and and guys, like these kids just out of school, they're stressed. And I said, what can we do? We can do our best. Yeah. And what's going to happen June six? We're going to play a baseball game. We're going to play a baseball game whether we're ready or not. <laughs> you know. So let's just do our best and have at her. You know. So. You can wait forever until it's perfect conditions to try something, but get out there and try it. There's part of me that uh, if I was a, uh, a very, very, very wealthy man, I would just, your next gig would be I would hire you and you would just, I don't want to say my life coach, you would just be, <laughs> you would just walk with me everywhere and just exactly the way you just now talked about, you know, kids get out there. It's, we're going to play a ball game no matter what, it's going to be here. And you would just be that person in my life. But truthfully, in many ways you are. You're a very consistent friend. Um, I want to thank you for being thank a very consistent for friend. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. In, in, it's in, an honor. In the last uh, year and a half uh, through all the, some of the stuff that our family's gone through. And um, where can we find all the Riverhawk stuff? Do you have all like the handles? Like where, yeah, where are they? Well, gohawks.ca uh, and, and on so, uh, gohawks.ca is the site and EDM Riverhawks is you'll find us on all the channels. All the socials. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Steve Hogel. Thanks everybody. Love you. I love you, man. Thanks for being here. For sure.